Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, Joseph Banks and Daniel Solander. Eight days botanising in the Shire 250 years ago. Your teacher is Dr Brett Summerall, Chief Botanist at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Sydney. Brett, good afternoon. Hi, Richard. The, the setting for this tale is, is April... 1770, 250 years ago, Joseph Banks, Daniel Solander, they, they step ashore, don't they, at, the, at Botany Bay? Yes, uh, um, they'd obviously been on a, on a long trip all around uh, down, the south, down the east coast of, of South America through to Tierra del Fuego, over to, to um, the, the South Pacific to observe the, the transit of Venus and around New Zealand. On this trip for many, many months, and then finally they land at Botany Bay and, and start collecting madly. Mm. Now they collect an awful amount, an awfully large number of samples, don't they? They do. I, on the whole trip, they they collect something roughly around the thirty thousand um, plant specimens. So from all of these different locations, um, in in Botany Bay, they collect about one hundred and thirty two different plant species. So this is from Botany Bay, from Cornell, Cronulla, and up the Georges River. They got got around the, the, the place quite a bit, so it's, um, it's quite interesting the amount of specimens they were able to collect. Mm. I mean, the Endeavour people have been on the replica, I suppose, but it's a small ship. How did they manage to keep that many specimens? It's really quite interesting when you think, like many people, I've been on board the Endeavour and had a look at Banks's, uh, the replica of his cabin, and also right next to it, there's this little hole that goes down to the bottom of the of the the boat where they they stored all the specimens. So in these big uh, tin line zinc line boxes that. Uh, we're hopefully um, tr- going to preserve the, the specimens from spoilage, from infestation, from mould, stop the insects, which are a herbarium's worst, spe- uh, worst nightmare, uh, from chewing away at the pests and, and, of course, rats and mice and all of this sort of thing. So they were stuck, jam-packed into that, the, uh, the hold of the, the endeavour by the time they got back, back to London. Yeah, what happens if you get a hole in your ship, which, of course, is exactly what happened to them off the Queensland coast? Yeah, there were uh, uh, several cases, uh, several stages where they had to actually, where Banks and Solander and, and the team um, had to pull the specimens out and, and lay them out either on the deck or in the case of when they were up in, up in the Endeavour River, they had to actually lay them out on the, the, the sails as the, the ship was beached over and, um, and, and dry them from, in the case of the Endeavour River, from being completely drenched and soaked. So it was, it was quite, a, a, quite a task to keep the specimens as looking good so that they'd be useful for, for the work that they did while they were on the ship and when they got back to London. Mm, now, we've talked about the collecting process, but what, what, is, what does that involve? Uh, you know, uh, let's Im- imagine them walking around uh, the Shire, walking around Botany Bay. What, what are they doing? Are they, are they clipping little uh, bits of a plant off or, or what? Yeah, pretty much the same as our botanists uh, are doing, um, not so much at the moment, but uh, over, you know, recently um they they are basically going around trying to find specimens of plants and and taking uh, usually a section of about um 30 to 40 centimeters long hopefully with um flowers because they're the the key the most important thing that they they're wanting to get for in terms of identifying it classifying and putting in all these groups and you have to remember that everything that they were looking at uh, in botany bay was unique and new to what they'd uh, what they'd experienced and what they'd seen before. So, eighty five percent of the Australian flora is unique to this to this land, and so everything they would have looked at everywhere they went it would have been unique and new. And then to take them aboard the Endeavour and what put them all out uh, 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 on the table, would they? 
Yeah, so pretty much during during the working day, they took over the the great cabin of of the of the endeavour. So they had the big tables there. They laid the the specimens out pretty much in the same way that we we would be doing now, is putting them out, laying them, pressing them, uh, trying to get them dried out, um, and then they. Um, Banks was a was a person of considerable means um, f- uh, financially, and he brought along blotting paper and all sorts of tools and equipment and jars and all sorts of things, so that they were able to to um, press the specimens, classify them, make all sorts of drawings. Um, Sidney Parkinson, uh, in particular, was an amazing artist, uh, together with Alexander Buck, and, and they were drawing them, making notes about the colours while they were still fresh, and um, all the sketches that they did while they were on the land they were adding to, painting, uh, and and doing all that sort of stuff that we might do as a as a botanist now, but with a with a smartphone, uh, you had to have people to do all of that that sort of activity. So uh, all of those things were happening in the great cabin. Um, take a, take a break for lunch, and then as the the light fades and they they really can't um, sort of take the notes and do all the work they did, the the, the cabin would be cleaned up, and then it'd be get got ready for dinner. Uh, when when the sailors, uh, you know, with the the marine officers came in to at the end of the day. Once they get back to to London to Britain, what happens to their collection? Uh, the collection all went back to Banks's uh, residence um, in in London. So they took all of the specimens, off, offloaded them, all thirty thousand of the plant specimens. Plus there were lots of lots of animal specimens, marine specimens, all sorts of geological specimens. They were all taken back to uh, to Banks's house in London, and a process, a long process, to to classify them, to to do all that work, notations, all of the 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 descriptions that um, botanists do. And also at that time, banks started to get distracted and, and start to be, you know, a member of high society, um, a, a, an advisor to the king, um, developing the, the natural history, the, the British Museum and, and the Royal Botanic Gardens uh, at Kew, working in the Royal Society. So got distracted from the botany. So relatively little involvement of banks in the actual descriptions of the species and, and how they were, were named and all that sort of thing. And a lot of other botanists from right across Europe, uh, particularly uh, the Linnaeus the Younger, the son of Carl Linnaeus, who was um, Solander's uh, teacher, did a number of the descriptions and, and named the Banksias, um, the, the definitive Banksias, which were really, really very notice, notable amongst the, the Society of Naturalists that were working in London. So he named them and obviously named them after Joseph Banks. And what impact did it have on the scientists and, and others who saw, let's face it, the extraordinarily different look of Australian plant life, the Banksia being a great example? Uh, yeah, I think they're, in a lot of ways they were very inspiring, but probably not as inspiring as they could have been if the, the publications had been completed. Um, Solander died relatively young uh, from a brain hemorrhage at about um, 50, 52. And so a lot of the work was never completed. In fact, the, the illustrations and the, the paintings of the specimens weren't actually completed till 1980. Um, they sat sat in the bowels of the Natural History Museum. The the plates and the engravings sat there forever, um, and so they didn't have the influence. But Banks had a real influence in the way um, setting up that model for European expeditions, where they added scientific inquiry, looked at the economic importance of plants and how they could be used, and um, really got that whole idea of that you send along naturalists and horticulturalists and the like to the colonies and to the to 
with the ex- these exploratory trips so that you could get an understanding of what the economic benefit of these these um, places that they colonised would be. And 250 years later, we still have 833 of the specimens they collected uh, on that uh, first trip to Botany Bay here in Sydney. Yes, yeah, so we're really lucky that um, uh, nearly 100 years ago or so, um, Joseph Maiden, who was the director of the Botanic Gardens in the in the early 1900s, went to to uh, the Natural History Museum in in London, uh, convinced them that it would be good to spend to send a whole bunch of the specimens out to the the herbarium here in Sydney, plus some specimens that went to some of the other herbarium around the country and and of course in New Zealand. So we've got 833 of these fabulous specimens, 250 years old, and they still look fantastic. Uh, it's quite remarkable how well they've survived. Yeah, all collected when they stepped ashore at Cornell Peninsula in Botany Bay 250 years ago, April 1770. Hey, uh, Brett, thanks very much for the lesson. My pleasure, Richard, always. uh, Brett Summerall from the Royal Botanic Gardens. He is chief botanist there at the Royal Botanic Garden in Sydney. Uh, you can listen again online, of course, to his lesson, abc.net.au slash sydney. There you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Next week, the evolution of religion with philosopher Tim Dean. That's Self-Improvement Wednesday next week. <laughs>